right to that. Oh, well, I guess I was just real excited. Here we are ready to talk about Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle, and we'll get right to that after we play some theme music that we do on the rights to. Welcome to Board with Family Games. I'm your host, Justin. And I'm your host, Oscar. So, this is a game um, we're really excited to talk about today, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle. Do you remember how long we've had this? Oh man, it's been like year two, uh, I don't know, it's, it was one of the next things after Munchkin, honestly. Yeah, so this was one of our first um, games that we started, you know, on this path of playing games. It's a lot of fun, and so we're going to get into a review for your family. Um, just in case you um, your first time joining us, that um, what we do here is we talk about how these games work with your family. And so, you know, we're picking games that we love to play together as a family. There's three of us. And so this is one we played a whole lot of. Um, Hogwarts Battle is a little different also than some of the other games, and this is something that's really great for families in that it's a cooperative game. What's that mean, bud? Um, that means that, like, you can work, you work together against the game itself, and you, you try to keep each other from, I don't know, something bad probably, and you're trying to win the game with your friends or family. Yeah, so when we got this game, it was given to us, and we never even knew that such a thing as a cooperative game existed. And that's how we learned about it. And so we play a number of cooperative games now as a family because it's a lot of fun when you don't have to worry about who's going to win or who's going to um, hurt the other players. So um, we'll be back in a moment, and we'll talk about Hogwarts Battle. We would love for you to sponsor us. So if you're interested in board games, please sponsor us and we'll be trying to probably sell some board games for anyone who's interested in them. And just contact us at our website, Board with Family Games, that's B-O-A-R-D with familygames.com. And just contact us and... Sponsorships would include an ad spot right here on our pod podcast every week. We'd love to have you join us. Oscar, tell me the point of this game. So what are you trying to achieve in Hogwarts Battle? In Hogwarts Battle, you're, so, you're trying to defeat every villain in your level. And you have seven levels. Each level, get, it gets harder as you progress through the game. And these levels, they basically match the books, right? Yeah. There's basically one level for each book, adding new characters from the book you're at. So, book five has, the level five has characters from book five, book four, book three, book two, and book one. Okay, so you keep adding these new characters in. So, in your first level, you'll be coming up against Quirrell. Quirrell. Draco Malfoy, Crab and Goyle, okay, so you, that's about it. So you get the idea. If you're familiar with the characters, the further you get, the more you'll understand. And needless to say, there are going to be spoilers. So if you have not read or watched any of the Harry Potter movies, we just spoiled some of the beginning for you, so sorry. But as you go down, the, you'll learn more characters. You'll get more information. What do the, 
who do you play as? Um, you play as one of four characters: Hermione Granger, Neville Longbottom, Ron Weasley, and Harry Potter. Okay, and what as a character in your turn? What can you do, and how are you doing it? Like we said, this is a deck building game. What does that mean? Well. You're trying to build a deck. You start off with a small number of cards. And those cards allow you to heal, make some money stuff. It's not real money, obviously, but you need to build your deck. And to hurt villains by getting other things from your cards. And the more money you get, the better the cards you buy, and you want to buy cards out of your deck, so you're so you get more powerful. All right, so there's a little, for lack of a better term, shop or supply that you have um, access to. Every turn, you're going to get uh, or be able to get some coins. Those coins you can use to buy these new cards, and then you'll shuffle up your deck, and maybe you'll pull that new card the next time, and you keep getting progressively stronger throughout the round. Um, Talk through the types of cards that you could be buying. So the cards that you can buy are items, allies, and spells. They all do varying things, and the more expensive cards give you better benefits than the cards that are one or two coins. Okay, so the more expensive, the better the card, the um, more helpful it's going to be in your gameplay going forward. So, you know, I'm just looking here. We've got Dobby, the house elf, saying in front of me, you got Polyjuice Potion. Hogwarts or, of History. So all sorts of items and spells and things that allow you to, again, do one of those three actions. So if this sounds a little complicated, in the end, you still are just trying to do one of three things. You're getting money, you're attacking, or you're healing your characters. Um, so you're doing this to the game How's the game fighting back? Um, there's villains and dark arts. The dark arts are basically spells your enemy use, and you reveal one to two to three every turn, and it'll do some bad effect to you. And the villains all have a bad effect. It might be... This happens if you reveal this dark art or whenever you do this, take get take one damage. Okay, so you're going to take damage. You might get... Um, the villains might heal themselves. Okay, and then the, um, the villains themselves are going to have some effect on your gameplay as well. One of my least favorite ones, it keeps you from drawing cards, which might not sound like a big deal, but it can be a huge deal in the middle of a game. So everything is going to have some level of effect that those villains and these dark arts effects that you hit every turn are going to play upon you. And eventually, you're probably going to get stunned. Nobody dies, but you will get stunned. Right, Oscar? Yeah. And we really annoy Mom by saying that we're dead instead of stunned. Yeah, we use the wrong terms all the time, Oscar yeah. and I, but um, we get corrected. So we this is the goal. You kind of keep working through till you can defeat the characters. If you don't, aren't doing well enough, the game will progress. It actually has a um, mechanic where it can get a little bit harder later in the round if you're not doing well. And then eventually you can lose if you don't, if you get stunned too many times or if you don't succeed effectively in getting there, right? 
Or if you just get so unlucky that all the cards you reveal are bad. Yeah. And then down the line, you will, you know, as you progress through these different scenarios through these seven, there'll be new mechanics added and new gameplays and new, new cards that you could draw. All sorts of great things adding as you go. Mm-hmm. For the look and the feel of the product, it has real pictures of people like Harry Potter, Ron Weasley, Neville Longbottom, and also of different people who in the movies and books are kind of more not very nice people. Like Draco Malfoy, Quirrell, I can never pronounce Quirrell's first name, Voldemort. So you've got your, you've got your heroes and you've got your villains, huh? Yeah. And you try to kill the villains. Okay, so that's the point of the game. You, um, you've got, you know, as Oscar said, you've got these pictures straight from the movie. This is a licensed product of Harry Potter. So yeah. you have all those um, shots straight from the movie of items, characters, etc. Um, and some things that have also been a little bit made up, but are also, if that are like the true gestures they do in the movie. Oh, you mean the spell gestures. Yeah, like different things are really actually... The spell gestures are in the movie. So you see the spell gestures in the movie. You just might not quite track them correctly Mm -hmm. and it tracked them and put them in picture. So if you want to get practicing your wand work, you'll have some um, spells here that'll teach you how to do it. Um, looking at the pictures, you know, thinking about the diversity of this game, it's it's exactly what Harry Potter the movies are. So if um, you know, it's primarily white um, people and mostly men. Um, you know, your three main characters that you can play in the game are Harry Potter, Neville Longbottom, and Ron Weasley, and then you get Hermione Granger. Just not a lot of um, diversity in general in this game, um, but again, that's very tracks very closely with Harry Potter, the movie series. To set up the game, you just have to shuffle a bunch of decks of cards and pull out some tokens. There's not really much of a setup in the end. There are, once you get a little farther, there's some adding of cards, but you just need to find where it goes. It's not that hard. So, um, you know, I usually, we decide um, yesterday and the day before to actually sit down and play Harry Potter again so that we'd be ready to do this. Um, you know, just set Oscar to it. He was able to set up real quickly um, for us. A um, lot of deck shuffling. So a lot of card shuffling that you'll be handling throughout the course of the game. Yeah. Um, in total, there are 142 regular size cards and 63 oversized cards that all are going to require some level of shuffling. Um, the nice thing, though, is that you have basically... A set of um, games that you're playing through seven in total matching the seven books and movies of Harry Potter so it, you don't start with all those cards at once you slowly add them in yeah visit b-o-a-r-d with familygames.com for more information on this and other games the point of playing the game is to get a larger deck that does more stuff for you and defeat the enemies that are trying to kill you. 
basically. So if you've ever played a maybe a trading card game or any kind of game where you're putting together a deck, this is sort of like that, except all contained. You don't have to buy lots of tr collectible trading cards. Yeah. You, just, you already have cards in the pack ready to work for you, basically. And so um, how's it? Talk through a little bit about what a turn might look like. Okay. So you'll have five cards in your hand, and the turn consists of three, like, I actually don't remember the number of steps, but there's revealing a card that will hurt you. Okay, so the first thing is something... Something bad will happen. happen to you. Then... Enough, then something else bad could happen to you because of the enemy's ability. Okay, so there will be certain villains sitting up ready to fight you. So if you're fighting Draco Malfoy, um, you'll find that every time a dark mark gets placed on a location, you are going to um, be hurt. You'll lose a number of hearts. Yeah, and so that's basically the bad stuff that will happen to you. A few cards that will... A lot have bad stuff that will happen to you mid-turn, but that's not very common. There's only one or two cards that do that. But anyways, then you play cards from your hand, and they consist of getting tokens and applying them to enemies and using them to get your deck more powerful, so you'll be more powerful in later turns. All right, so you can buy stuff with it. You can attack people with it. You can heal with it. Um, and then, you know, but you're all, the nice thing for a family is all these, our cards are up laid out so you can all see what's going on and talk it through and talk through a plan as you're going. And then you just draw a new hand of cards and it's the next person's turn. In all, this isn't the most complex game you'll have. Um, you know, you have, as long as you're following the steps of each turn, everything goes pretty smoothly. Generally speaking, the times we get into trouble and mess things up is when we start rushing and trying to, because we're so excited of something we get to do that we don't go through step by step each place. But generally speaking, everything's laid out for you. The rules are very clear yeah. and you're able to go. Um, as we said, there are seven different levels. So once you complete level one, the game one, you'll um, open up a new box, add some new cards, and then um, things get a little more complex. And yeah, you have more villains, spells, bad things, good things. And you'll get a little instruction card of um, any new rules that have come in the new deck or the new box that you've opened. And it includes new mechanics, so as you go through the game, you'll add some new mechanics, and they'll make it a little bit more complex, but by that point, you're going to be old hand at it, and it keeps the game fresh as you keep adding new things in each step of the way. Okay, for family strife and frustration, there's not much strife and frustration. I mean, you can get a little bit if you wanted a card and someone else got it, or... Some other things, but it you don't really you're never like oh man I'm really angry I'm real I don't I'm so unhappy because this person hurt me so badly because it's cooperative so it's not gonna be that frustrating or strifeful. Granted, you can get frustrated by cards too. But so yeah, you know 
when we play, we like to talk things through. Um, you know, the game is labeled as 11 plus, but we've been playing this for years because since hands are open, you can talk things through and, um, you know, Oscar can learn and we can learn from him as he comes up with ideas of different ways to approach the game. So, um, yeah, I'd say the only frustration can come because sometimes you get a really bad luck hand and things don't um, go your way and um, things can spiral out of control um, and you can find yourself losing quickly, fast, if um, you things... You have too much bad luck. If you have too much bad luck. But generally speaking, all that means is you take the game, you shuffle it up again, and you start over. So this game is listed as two to four players. Uh, when Oscar and I decided to start playing it again just so that we could be ready... We had always played it as three, and so we decided to play it as two. It worked just fine, but it um, it lacked something. Now, one of the things that I'll say is the more players you have, the easier the game is. There's nothing to kind of work against that leveling in the number of people. So as you add players in, it gets a little bit easier. Um, what do you think with three players? How's that worked for us? Um. You've got a perfect number of people, I'd say, because you have enough different opinions that you can normally make the correct choice and you can have more decks to help you and more power, but you're not at a point of, oh man, I want, I just want my turn to happen because you have so many people in between you and your next turn. Yep, it's fun because it's exciting to watch other people's turns. It helps you set up for your turns. Um, you can ask the other person to do it. So it's nice to have a few people. Two felt a little short, but then as um, Oscar and I were playing our two-player games, um, his mother decided that you know she, she was watching us and it was looking like fun, so she joined in for some of our later rounds. And we actually made it all the way through all seven games um, the other or the last couple days. We did mess up a little and cheated <laughs> slightly. That was just a small mistake by me. Yeah, we um, when we got to game seven, we didn't fully read the instructions that came in the little box. And so we skipped some of the extra levels. So we might go back today and replay level seven the right way. Um, as for the replayability, that is one thing that's really sadly missing on this is... You get through your seven games, and then you're done. Maybe you'll play game seven a second time. Maybe you'll um, fail, especially as the games get a little harder as you get further along. You might not make it through and be successful in your first attempt at game seven. So that gives you a chance to play it again. But by and large, once you're done, you're done. But I do have to say for replayability that I thought we were completely done with this game, and I never really wanted to go back to it until we decided to that we had to play it, but it was a lot of fun. So if you let it sit for a while, you can come back, you can reset the whole thing to game one and play through again and have it be fun. So there are expansions that will also add a little bit of replayability, but when we bought one, I'm not sure if there's more than one, it, it just made it bad. It made it too hard and we just couldn't get through and I just wouldn't recommend it. It's, it wasn't good. We might um, look at uh, doing some expansion talk in a later episode and um, cover some different expansions for games we've loved. Yeah, this was a disappointing one for us. We um, 
the Monster Book of Monsters was just hard and not fun hard. It was just, I don't know, it, it was it was difficult. So we didn't love it. I saw that there's another expansion out there because after we played through, I was like, this was so much fun. Can we keep playing? Maybe there's a different expansion that's more fun. It looks like there might be. So maybe we'll try that out too for a later episode. One of the things you'll learn as we continue talking about board games and you keep listening to our episodes is I love to protect the board games with sleeves and so forth. This is a game, though, that we actually never ended up sleeving. Because we just keep, or, you know, you play it through, it doesn't take so much wear and tear. I don't know that it's worth the um, investment of sleeving. But I will say for storage, I was really impressed. This is maybe one of the best games for storage that I've ever seen come um, originally because everything's laid out very clearly. There are cards to separate things. So when you go to put your game away... Everything gets put back neatly. Um, it fits perfectly. It's, it's It was just really well done. Yeah, definitely. All right, Oscar. So final thoughts. What's your overall review of um, Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle? Um, It's a good game, and I would definitely recommend playing it. It's Honestly, probably one of the better starter games if you want to get into more complicated board games. And it's a lot of fun if you play it, but I would recommend having a couple other games that you're ready to play a lot in between your run-throughs of Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle just to keep it from just getting boring. So, yeah, I, I agree. It, it was a lot of fun. I was glad we got to revisit it this week. I have um, really enjoyed this game. I think it was fun. I tried to find other games like it and haven't really found much yet. So I'm going to keep looking to see what other fun games that we can find of cooperative deck building type games. But it's a well done game. And, you know, if you are a person who, like me, who sees a licensed game like Harry Potter and thinks it's going to be complete junk... You'll be happily surprised. It's a great game. I really was nervous because, um, you know, oftentimes licensed products just aren't great. But this one is a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us today. We really like to share Hogwarts Battle with you. And please follow us on iTunes or Spotify or wherever else you get this podcast. And follow. You can also donate to us at our website, at which is boardwithfamilygames.com. That's B-O-A-R-D with familygames.com. And I don't think I'm missing anything. Well, also at our website, you can contact us, leave us a message about the things you'd like to see on future podcast episodes. Also, you can um, see some of the products we love for board games, sleeves, mats, etc. Other things that you might want to use for your games as well as listen to previous podcasts. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Justin. And I'm Austin.